Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Hello, this is Harriet, and I will be your reader today. Today we have a new week. And we have Sunday, the 28th of January, or the 18th of Shabbat on the Hebrew calendar. The new portion from the Torah, or the Parashah this week, is called Yitro, or Jethro. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Exodus, chapter 18, verse 1 through verse 12. Before we start reading, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start with Exodus 18. Now, Yitro, the priest of Midian and Moshe's father-in-law, heard about everything God had done for Moshe and for his people Israel, and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Mitzrayim. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, had taken in Moshe's wife Zipporah after he had sent her away with her two sons. One was named Gershom because he said, I have been an outsider in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eliezer because he said, for my father's God is my help, and delivered me from the sword of Paro. So Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moshe in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. He had told Moshe, I, Yitro, your father-in-law, am coming to you, along with your wife and her two sons. So Moshe went out to meet his father-in-law, then bowed down and kissed him. They asked each other about their welfare and went into the tent. Moshe told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Paro and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, as well as all the travail that had come upon them along the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Yitro rejoiced for all the goodness that the Lord had shown to Israel since he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Yitro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Paro, and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. 
Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, since they had acted arrogantly against them. Then Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, presented a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Aaron also came along with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moshe's father-in-law before God. That was Exodus or Shemot 18, 1-12. Now we have our portion from the prophets and we will read 1 Kings chapter 7. But it took Shlomo thirteen years to build and complete his own palace. He also built the forest house of Lebanon. Its length was a hundred cubits, its width fifty cubits, and its height thirty cubits, built on four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars. It was paneled with cedar above the side chambers, which were on forty-five pillars, fifteen in a row, and there were window frames in three rows, with window opposite window in three ranks. And all the doorways had rectangular frame, and with window opposite to window in three tiers. He also made a portico of columns, fifty cubits long and thirty cubits wide, with a porch in front, and in front of that were pillars and an overhanging roof. He also made a hall of the throne, where he would judge, the hall of justice. It was paneled with cedar from the floor to the ceiling. His house, where he would dwell, set farther back of the hall, was of the same construction. He also made a house like this hall for Paro's daughter, whom Shlomo had taken to wife. All these were made of expensive stones, stone cut to size and sawed with saws inside and outside, from the foundation to the top, and from the outside to the great court. The foundation was also made of expensive stones, huge stones, stones eight cubits and stones ten cubits. Above were expensive stones cut to measure and cedar wood. The surrounding great courtyard had three rows of cut stone, and a row of cedar beams, the same as the inner court of the house of the Lord and the portico of the house. King Shlomo sent for and had Hiram brought from Tyre. He was a widow's son from the tribe of Naphtali, while his father was a man of Tyre, a coppersmith, and he was filled with wisdom, understanding, and skill to do any work in bronze. So he came to King Shlomo and executed all his work. He fashioned the two bronze pillars, eighteen cubits high and twelve cubits in circumference each. He also made two capitals of molten bronze to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of each capital was five cubits. Nettings of latticework and twisted threads of chain work for the capitals were on top of the pillars seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars with two rows of pomegranates all around on the netting, covering the capitals on top of each capital. The capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the portico were of lily design, four cubits high. So also the capitals on the two pillars, 
Close to the belly, next to the netting, were the pomegranates in rows of two hundred around both capitals. Thus he set up the pillars at the porticos of the temple. He set up the right pillar and named it Yachin, and he set up the left pillar and named it Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily design. So the work of the pillars was finished. Next he made the sea of cast metal, ten cubits across from brim to brim, circular in form, five cubits in its height, and thirty cubits in circumference. Under its brim there were gourds encircling it, ten per cubit, completely surrounding the sea. The gourds were cast in two rows in one piece with it. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east, and the sea was set on top of them, and all their rear parts were inward. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like the petals of a lily. It held eleven thousand gallons. Then he made ten bases of bronze. The length of each base was four cubits, the width four cubits, and the height three cubits. The structure of the bases was as follows. They had borders, and borders between the frames, and on the borders that were below the frames were lions, oxen, and chuvim. On the frames there was the pedestal manor above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Each base had four bronze wheels with bronze axles. Its four legs had brackets. The brackets were beneath the labor, cast with wreaths at each side. Its opening inside the crown at the top was a cubit high, and its opening was round like the design of a pedestal, a cubit and a half, and also on its opening were engravings, and their borders were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the borders, and the axles of the wheels were in the base. The height of a wheel was a cubit and a half, and the structure of the wheels was like the structure of a chariot wheel, their axle trees, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast metal. There were four brackets at the four corners of each base. Each bracket was of one piece with the base itself. On top of the base there was a band, half a cubit high, encircling it. Its braces and its borders were part of it. On the plates of the braces and on its borders, he engraved cruvim, lions, and palm trees, wherever there was clear space around each, with encircling wreaths. He made the ten bases like this, all of them cast from the same mold, the same size and same shape. Then he made ten basins of bronze. One basin held two hundred and twenty gallons. Each basin was four cubits, and on each of the ten bases was one basin. Then he set up the labor stands, five on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house and set up the sea of cast metal on the right side of the house eastward, toward the south. 
Then Hiram made the basins, the shovels, and the sprinkling bowls. So Hiram finished doing all the work that he performed for King Shlomo on the Lord's house. The two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the two nettings to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two nettings, two rows of pomegranates for each to cover the two bowls of the capitals on top of the pillars, the ten bases and the ten basins on the bases, the one sea and the twelve oxen under the sea, the pot, the shovel, and the basins. All these vessels Hiram made for King Shlomo in the house of the Lord. They were made of polished bronze. The king had them cast in the plain of the Yarden with clay of the ground between Sukkot and Saratan. Shlomo left all the vessels unweighed because they were too many. The weight of the bronze could not be determined. So Shlomo made all the equipment that was to be in the house of the Lord the golden altar, the table on which was the bread of the presence, of gold, the menorahs, five on the right side and five on the left, in front of the inner sanctuary, of pure gold, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs, of gold, the cups, the snuffers, the bowls, the wick trimmers, and the firepans, of pure gold, the hinges for the doors of the inner house, the holy of holies, and for the doors of the house, that is, of the temple, of gold. When all the work that King Shlomo did in the Lord's house was finished, Shlomo brought in the things that his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. That was First Kings, or Melachim Aleph, chapter 7. Now we have our writings, and we will read Psalm 98. A Psalm Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have won victory for Him. The Lord has made His salvation known. He has revealed His righteousness before the eyes of the nations. He has remembered His loving-kindness his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth, sing for joy, and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and a voice of melody. With trumpets and sound of the shofar, blast a sound before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all within it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing for joy together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with fairness. That was Psalm or Talim 98. And now our final portion from the Apostolic Writings. Today we will read Luke chapter 22, verse 39 through verse 71. 
And Yeshua came out and went as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not enter into temptation. And he pulled back about a stone's throw from them, got on his knees, and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and in his anguish he was praying fervently, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he rose up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them asleep, exhausted from grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray, so that you won't enter into temptation. While Yeshua was speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Yehuda, one of the twelve, approached Yeshua to kiss him. But Yeshua said to him, Yehuda, with a kiss you betray the Son of Man? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Master, shall we strike with a sword? And one of them struck the servant of the Kohen Gadol and cut off his right ear. But Yeshua answered and said, Stop this now. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Yeshua said to the ruling Kohanim, officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come against him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as you would against the revolutionary? Every day I was with you in the temple, yet you did not lay a finger on me. But this is yours, the hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized Yeshua and led him away and brought him into the house of the Kohen Gadol. But Kepha was following from a distance. Now they had lit a fire in the center of the courtyard and sat down together and Peter, Kepha, was sitting among them. Then the servant girl saw him sitting at the fire. She looked straight at him and said, This one was with him too. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. A little later, another saw him and said, You too are one of them. But Kepha said, Man, I'm not. And about an hour later, another began to insist, saying, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Kepha said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked straight at Kepha. Then Kepha remembered the word of the Lord, how he had told him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And Kepha went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were guarding Yeshua began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and kept asking him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who hit you? And reviling him, they were saying many other things against him. As it became day, the elders of the people gathered together, both ruling Kohanim and Torah scholars, and they led him away to their council, saying, If you are Mashiach, tell us. But Yeshua said to them, If I tell you, you will never believe, and if I ask you, you will never answer. 
But from now on, the Son of Man is seated at the right hand of the power of God. Then they all said, Are you then Ben Elohim? And to them he said, You say that I am. Then they said, What further need do we have for a testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. That was Luke twenty-two, thirty-nine through 71. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you will have a Shavua Tov, a blessed new week with the Lord and with His Word. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.